Hey, movie lovers. I'm Maria. And I'm Sam. Welcome to Unsolicited Flick Picks. Movie reviews no one asked for. watched the 2019 movie version of Cats the Musical. This, my friends, is a movie with a lot of personality, great music, creepy human-like cats, and some very fun stage props. Well, already I know we're going to disagree on this. (laughs) Cats is one of the longest-running Broadway plays ever. It plays all over the world and is best known for its standout hit song, Memory. You know that one? I'm no singer. (laughs) Memory all alone in the moonlight. I had a real um, Mandela effect moment. I was positive that that it was memories. Oh, is it? It's memory. Oh. Yeah. It just hit me. Just hit you. You had it wrong. You you categorized it wrong in your head from the get-go. It was like... How in Star Wars, a lot of people think that he says, Luke, I am your father. But he actually says, no, I am your father. What? Oh, uh, yeah. What? That's a big, yeah. It's uh, so small, but it's, it's. Yeah. A lot of people have this false memory uh-huh, of it what being it one way. Mandela effect. So, okay, this. This movie <laughs> did not do well. It was a big fat flop. It got 2.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 19% on the tomato meter, and a 53% audience score. That is too high. 53%. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it was released in 2019 and directed by Tom Hooper. And Tom Hooper also directed Les Miserables. Which was great. Yeah, a big hit. I didn't see it, but I heard people like... Hi, I'm people. (laughs) The budget was between 80 to 100 million, and purportedly it made about 75 million at the box office. Wow. So it did not cover costs. Wow. That's probably because of the all-star cast, too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I would love to explain the plot of this movie to you, but honestly, I had no damn clue what was going on for most of it. Amen. Yeah. I rented it on YouTube Movies for $4.99. You spent money on this? Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm committed to the cause. (laughs) Uh, It's an hour and 50 minutes long, which is way too long, but I watched it in like half the time. (laughs) If you... If you watch it on YouTube, you can like fast forward this playback speed. So I watched it, I think at one and a half times. Wow. And honestly, it was not weird at all because they're dancing and singing the whole time. So it's all just like a little bit more up tempo. That's a really great life hack. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Yeah, there was this one tap dancing scene and it was particularly <laughs> off the hook <laughs> at one and a half times the speed. Um, another hack for this movie is watching it with the subtitles on. You can't pick up really any of what's going on because they use these nonsensical words, which we will 
explore some of, but it really helps to have the subtitles on, like, I will say. Because they also just use a lot of, like, flowery language, so. Yeah, a lot of words in general. Yeah. Yeah. Subtitles, absolute must. Absolute must. What are your thoughts on subtitles for all movies? All movies, all TV, all things, always. I agree. I love to have subtitles on. It's not that I can't hear. It just, I don't know, it just, it feels like when I have subtitles on, everything's just louder. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't yeah. know. It's just my brain, how my brain works. Well, there's a, like the subtitles these days are so good too. Yep. I feel like when I was a kid, I was like mm, anti-subtitle, yeah. but now like you get so much more dialogue because it's just right from the script, I think. Except I will say one thing that's super funny about subtitles is I'm a huge fan of RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. and they can't, pick up on a lot of like the things that they say (laughs) yeah because they have all this slang that's like just really crazy and they don't always pick up on it yeah like um they'll say like hey sis and sometimes the subtitles will say hey sist (laughs) (laughs) not good because it's unscripted yeah exactly so that what's on the flip side of that the shows that are totally scripted but acted out what they've done now, I think with the streaming sites is they just upload the like original oh. transcripts. So you can see when the actor goes off. Right. Script. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm a huge fan of subtitles. So I just had to get your thoughts on this yes. and they're accessible. So inclusion yeah. always. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We love it. Okay, just one quick fact. This uh, didn't get too many positive awards, but it did get the Campy Film of the Year uh, from the Society of LGBTQ Entertainment Critics. Yeah. Um, All right. I guess let's stop uh, putting this off. Let's, Let's get talking about it. Okay. And I just have this question for you. Do you think God stays in heaven because he too... Lives in fear of what he's created. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Opening scene, we have a woman throwing a kitten in a bag in an alleyway. Right away, my flight or fight response is triggered. Mostly fight. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's Victoria. Yes. The main little white cat. She gets abandoned. Most of my notes on this are just a stream of consciousness. So, well, I'd love to hear it. Bear with me. I'm here to hear your stream of consciousness. Why are there so many heaving chests with the cats? Their chests just heave so much. I don't like it. Yeah, I think humans were never meant to play cats. Never. Ever. Um, But the opening musical scene, it's a bop. Okay, I quickly got over all the weirdness of it all and could see myself like bopping out to this tune in the car. And it's the Jellicle Cats. The Jellicles do as Jellicles can. What is Jellicles? <laughs> what I, is Jellicle? I don't things, know. Things that Jellicle has been used to describe. Just to um, get some context. Cats, Jellicle cats, the Jellicle ball, the Jellicle moon, <laughs> the Jellicle choice, 
and the Jellicle Life. <laughs> it's been used as a noun. It's been used as a adjective. <laughs> I I have have no idea. Um, the opening song had a sign in the background that said, wake up and dream. And I briefly considered if I was in a coma <laughs> and this was my brain's way of trying to tell me to wake up. But that would mean that my brain concocted this. And if that is the case, please just pull the plug. <laughs> Your brain did not concoct this. This, my dear, has been around since, like, I don't know how old this show. It's, quite? It's quite old. Like, I would from say, 1950s? I don't know if it's that old. Because it was Andrew Lloyd Webber. He would have been. But the poem. So oh. this, it all originated from a poem or a book of poems. Right. Which I think I learned about in grade like seven or eight. We, I don't know about you, but I watched this in elementary. Like the, the, um, like the stage production. One of my teachers made yeah. us watch it. But I mean, yeah. the stage production was... Not bad at all. Yeah. I think we might have read the poem or the script, oh, but ew. anyway, the Jellicles, they're a tribe of cats. So that's just their name. I don't know what it means, but they're a tribe of cats who, for reasons unclear to us, compete once a year at the Jellicle Ball. And one Jellicle cat is chosen each year as the Jellicle choice to ascend to the heavy side layer to be granted a new life. So it was not all that clear to me. I had to guess, but I think this is like maybe how cats acquire new lives. Oh, you know how okay. cats have nine lives? Right. All right. So we have Victoria, this little abandoned cat um, on the streets of London, and she finds kinship in two tomcats named Mistopheles and Munkenstrap. And Mistopheles is a magician. I liked him. He's the one with the top hat. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. And Victoria and her new friends are then, throughout the whole rest of the movie, just introduced to various Jellicle Ball competitors. And so we meet um, Jenny Any Dots, who's played by Rebel Wilson, and she's a domesticated tabby. This scene was horrifying. The, like, so she's domesticated, she lives in a house, but there was, like, mice, and they had child faces and she was trying to eat them <laughs> and then there were cockroaches with human faces i i oh. and then rebel wilson's character zippers what looks to be her own skin to do a reveal <laughs> oh, yeah. like she's at a drag brunch yes but instead of bottomless mimosas it's roaches with human faces <laughs> And also, like, ten cats are just doing a full musical number in this kitchen, and not a single human notices? <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought this scene was fun. I was less focused on the disgusting mice and cockroaches, and more just, like, all about Rebel's amazing little dance twirly number with her body. I don't know. <laughs> I was into <laughs> I was into the weirdness of it all. Um, so then we see the villain cat, who's played by Idris Elba, 
I was super bummed that Idris Elba was going to be in this. Aww. Like, I'm okay with him being a villain because, like, that's kind of a good look for him. But so he has magic? Yes. He plays McCavity. So McCavity is a special stray. And get this, he has teleportation powers. Naturally. That's right. And it turns out he wants to use them for evil and not good. Naturally. And he begins kidnapping all the other contestants so that he will, by default, be the chosen one at the Jellicle Ball. Ah, motivations. Mm -hmm. He also wears a fur coat. So where'd he get that? (laughs) I am glad that he's wearing the fur coat because all of the cat's bodies are so horrifying that I just don't want to see, like, Idris Elba's... I don't want, like, that connection in my mind to see oh. his body in such a horrifying way. Yeah, it's a good point. It really is. So let's just get through this yeah. horrific plot. After Victoria meets a f- Victoria the White Cat, white she's cat. being led around by Mistopheles and Mustafa Fafel, the other one. <laughs> Like, this whole thing is honestly such a waste of, like, great dancing and generally good music. It's, of course, nonsensical, but great singing and, like, great melodies. I mean, it was on Broadway forever. Um, but Jason Derulo does this, like, song in a milk bar, which is the most <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever heard. We are also introduced to Grizabella. Grizabella, yes. Jennifer Hudson's character. And so she was banished from the Jellicle Cats. Because? Uh, I think she was associated with McCavity. Okay. And just disclaimer here. My knowledge of this plot is not because I watched the movie with a full (laughs) understanding of what was going on. I had to do a little research. So, yes. Grizabella was banished by the Jellicle Cats. And um, she comes back to play a part in the very end of the movie. She has a fur coat too. Mm-hmm. How does one get a fur coat as you a gotta cat? Be a, you gotta be a sexy, black, spirited, right? We got Jennifer Hudson. We got Idris Elba. We yeah. got Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. You gotta be cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think probably my least favorite character that is introduced is James Corden's fat cast a bustifer james corden can just get right the fuck out of here right now (laughs) i hate him um but his whole like scene is like a lot of like fat jokes um food jokes he's got like no other character traits other than He's a fat cat. Yeah. Like his things are he's bougie and yeah. he loves to eat and he can afford it. So that's why he's fat. Yeah. So like you said, McCavity keeps like teleporting these like important cat figures. And he lures James Corden's character into like a tube or something. And he like seemingly just falls to his death. I mean... Do you remember the scene with the twins? Um, they're these like French twin dancers in real life, but they play these like domesticated cats who steal. Yeah, they're from bad cats. Yeah. I can relate. I have a bad cat. <laughs> he not bad. Ugh. Dr. Will. I have a cat who's 18 years old and he's 
quite annoying. He he actually never comes around while we're recording, but because we're talking about cats, here he yeah. is just like licking his asshole right. I'm nervous in our face. The twin cats. Oh, the twins. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Twin cats are like really bad, and then you hear like a dog in the house too. And it's, like, barking, and they're kind of, like, trying to run away from it. And it doesn't show the dog. But then I was thinking about it, and I was so relieved that I didn't have to see with my own eyes what kind of cursed (laughs) hell demon that they would have conjured. That would have just scarred me for life. So I'm glad they didn't ruin dogs for me. (laughs) Okay, so the point is, we meet all these crazy cats. So the cats are gathered around for the arrival of Judy Dench's character, the matriarch, Old Deuteronomy. For cats that are so obsessed with names, this one's gotta be the weirdest. <laughs> really bold of them to have a character with the name Old Deuteronomy. How frustrating would that be to try to fit into a rhyming scheme? <laughs> right? <laughs> or maybe, maybe it is born out of the need for a rhyming scheme. Oh. Orange orange. <laughs> and we so we have to talk about the way Judy Dench looks because she also has the fur coat and the tail seems to be coming out of her fur coat. Is the fur coat her skin? I have never had any of my questions answered about their fur coats. I I just keep getting more. <laughs> and I think one of the weirdest parts is the human hands. Yes! I hate them so much. Why? And Judy Dench, like, this is kind of like a, a known little fact about this movie, is that, like, they forgot to edit out Judy Dench's wedding ring. <laughs> So it's just like a human hand with a wedding ring on it. It's bizarre because every other like inch of their body, they've got the ears. Like, why would they not? But they also don't. It's also their noses and their mouths are not made to look like cats either. Not even their eyes. Their entire faces are human. human. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so we have arrived at the Jellicle Ball. We are subjected to a full dance number. And I don't quite understand why it was so emotional. It really felt like a a cult. There was so much heaving when it was over that it was just uncomfortable. They were all just like out of breath and heaving. (laughs) And like, I'd like to imagine that in this universe, there's just like normal cats. And from time to time, they cross paths with these creatures and they're just like what the fuck (laughs) you're making us all look bad what oh they're talking about jellicle again like (laughs) these cats are like the theater kids of the cat world (laughs) Uh, i'm also super bummed that ian mckellen is in this and i'm glad i'm so glad he was fully clothed the entire time (laughs) I don't want to see that body. Sorry, Sir Ian. <laughs> um, but finally, we arrived at a part that I didn't hate. What was that? Memory. <gasps> Her singing it. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Jennifer Hudson's like just a beautiful singer. So that was a great choice. Maybe the only positive thing I say about this movie. Yeah, it was a really 
good. Well, it's it was just a shorter. bomb song. It was shorter than I expected. The movie or that scene? That scene. Mm. But then shorter the better. The short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know when Taylor. I thought Taylor Swift was in this, and like, I didn't know when she was coming. I kept like expecting. I kept having to like stare at each cat and be like. Is that one Taylor Swift? I know. I actually had to Google halfway through, like, is the main character Taylor Swift? But no, she, okay, so she just played a very small, small role. Um, We meet (laughs) another one of the um, Jellicle contestants, and it's the railway cat. And his outfit is, like, straight out of a gay nightclub. I was obsessed (laughs) with it. This movie, like I said, is surprisingly straight. So until this moment, I was a hundred. I I was a hundred percent here for it in this moment. In this moment, I loved this energy shift. Shimble Shanks, <laughs> the railway cat. You better work. <laughs> I could have really used um some more of his energy throughout the film. Yeah, I can yeah. see how that would really like amp it up. Yeah. It needed more gay energy. Mm-hmm. It didn't have it. Taylor Swift also makes everything better, if you ask me. Um, I disagree. Um, you know how you said how you were kind of expecting to get some hate mail when we talked about Star Wars? Yeah. I'm fully expecting to get a hate mail because I hate Taylor Swift. <laughs> I hate her. That's okay. And her number was awful. It was awful. She was trying so hard to be Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge, and she could never (laughs) stay in your lane, Taylor. You think that that little two-inch stage heel, not a single jewel, not a single speck of fringe, not a single ostrich feather, and you're trying to do a burlesque number? (laughs) I beg your ever-living pardon, but please... Get out. Oh my god. Oh, they feels hate. Good. Feels good to get that off my chest. <laughs> well, listen, it's a good thing we didn't watch this together because <laughs> we would have fought. <laughs> I am obsessed with Taylor Swift's scene. Even like I was saying, I couldn't figure out who she was in the movie, and her scene started. I'm like, oh, I like this chick. And then and then it clicked in. Oh, it's Taylor. Yeah. So she crashes the Jellicle ball uh, in like a moon floating down from the sky. Trying to be like in Moulin Rouge. And she's like, what's up? Lady is a vamp. And goes around drugging all the contestants and like ball goers with catnip. Which I thought was super funny. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I love it. And the kind of thing that like as a kid, you wouldn't catch the meaning of that. You'd just be like, ha, ah, catnip. But as an adult, you're like, oh, that's supposed to be Coke. <laughs> they get high. <laughs> but her, her, so Taylor's character is um, Bomb Ballerina or mm-hmm. Bomb Ballerina. McCavity then arrives on scene and demands to be chosen as the Jellicle choice. And Bomb Ballerina, who's Taylor's character, is clearly on McCavity's side and kind of helps McCavity by like drugging all the other ball goers. Meanwhile, McCavity is kidnapping old Deuteronomy. Oh, no. So, of course, there's just a ton of drama. And then I guess uh, the little magician cat got his moment. I think I liked him because his ears 
popped through his hat, even <laughs> though there were no holes for it. Um, and so it made them like a little bit bigger and it just made his whole like thing a little bit cuter. And I just yeah. always like root for an underdog. He's kind of like, I don't know, a little bit pathetic in a way. <laughs> like he's kind of like the not cool. He's like, I'm a magician. Yeah. Um, so I always like to root for an underdog. Huh? All the stupid cats would hiss at me if I ever said this. <laughs> so he, he, I guess, just believes he has magic and everyone believes in him. And so he does have magic. If you can believe it, if you can see it, you can believe it, you can be it. Okay. So all of the cats that um, McCavity stole away yeah. are on this boat. And so they're all like tied up and stuff. And thank goodness Rebel Wilson's skin shedding trick ends up saving the day. So thank <laughs> goodness she skinned some poor other cat and walks around wearing it like clothing every day. <laughs> it's so weird. So weird. So back at the ball, the little magician cat brings back old Deuteronomy. Yeah. In an undetermined way. Yeah, I'm not sure. So anyway. But she's back, and then Grizabella, who, remember, was banished from the Jellicle tribe years ago, has bonded with young Victoria, who convinces her to perform at the Jellicle Ball and sing about her true feelings. And here we get the reprisal of yeah. memory, which is why I thought that it was so short the first time, was I didn't realize that there was, that it was reprised. It comes back. Yeah. It comes back to life. Comes back, uh... With a vengeance. Mm -hmm. The very powerful reprisal yeah. of memory all alone in the moonlight. <laughs> anyway, Grizabella performs and makes um, amends, I guess, for her mm -hmm. past wrongdoings that got her banished in the first place. Which we still don't know what those are. Not quite. No. I mean, you can go to Wikipedia and read the story and it'll tell you that she was associated with McCavity, the bad guy. I probably won't do any extra. <laughs> I probably won't dedicate more of my time to this. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> uh, so, Grizabella is named by Old Deuteronomy, the Jellicle Choice. Uh, there couldn't be another Jellicle Choice than her. Nuh-uh. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> but another piece of good news is Victoria, who was abandoned, is accepted into the Jellicle tribe oh. as a Jellicle cat. And the final scene, it's actually a really beautiful like scene where Grizabella is floating away to the Heaviside Lair. That's that other place where they go and they get their... I guess is just heaven? I don't know. They go and they get a new life. Yeah. And then they come back. With a new life. So either they die and come back from a new life or they just go get another life and put it in their pocket like a cat <laughs> who has like nine lives, right? He use it for a rainy day. <laughs> yeah. So, but she, she floats away. It's like she, it's like a chandelier that turns into a hot air balloon. Yeah. Which cats have that technology? I don't know. I'm it's, impressed. He's very magical. And McCavity, oh, McCavity 
tries to follow <laughs> Grizabella yeah. to the heavyside lair because ultimately, like, he wanted to be the Jellicle choice. Yeah. And he grabs onto the chandelier but, like, doesn't grab it fully and falls to his... Ad- no, I thought he was going to fall to his death, but he just falls on, like, another rooftop. Okay, he just I falls. was totally expecting when I saw him, like, grabbing on, I was like, oh, they're gonna make him fall to his death. I was That would be dark, but... They didn't go there. Cowards. <laughs> and then all the kidnapped cats are reunited with their tribe. Yeah. So it's a happy ending. Um, And possibly the most horrifying part of this entire movie was when Judy Dench, old Deuteronomy herself, breaks the fourth wall and starts addressing the audience <laughs> eye to eye. She started addressing me. Wait, that happened to you too, right? Ah, uh, uh, I just you saw that too, right? I didn't. Oh, oh I could have been God. checking Instagram though. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I was chosen. She was talking directly to me. You're quite jellical. Her like final message in the last song by addressing me to my very soul is. This is how you should address a cat. Oh, yeah. You should, like, treat them with respect and blah, 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 blah. Do you think after watching this, I'm going anywhere near a cat? (laughs) No! I am staying far away. Ah. Lord, okay. We have so many questions about what does Jellicle mean? And after watching this, I, like... Walked through my house. I was like doing the dishes and I was like, Jellicle, Jellicle, <laughs> Jellicle cats. I'd walk into the next room and be like, Jellicle. I'm brushing my teeth to go to bed. Jellicle. <laughs> I, after, had much trouble sleeping that night. Uh, just nightmares of roaches with faces oh, oh, and oh. cats shedding their skin, milk bars, and in a cold sweat, I shoot up and it hits me that Jellicle must mean angelical. Angelical. Because they go off to the heaven side. Yeah, heaven side. Heaven side. Not heavy and- side. Heaven side. Heaven side. So this all makes sense. But they're coming back. But it's a long walk for a short drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't have to do that. Yeah. Oh. I really feel accomplished after finishing that movie. Sidebar, mom, don't listen to this. I chose to watch this without any mind-altering substances. <laughs> I, I was mostly concerned with if I was in a particular state that I might enjoy this. And uh, I couldn't live with myself if I took <laughs> any enjoyment from this. So, oh, oh. sober as a judge, I chose to watch this. <laughs> Good for the you. Most masochistic thing I've ever done. I was all about the pleasure. I bumped her up to two and a half <laughs> speeds, and I was definitely not sober as a judge. And, um, yeah, it was all right. I mean, I think there's a lot to say about all of it. Yeah. Let's try to get into some categories. Some categories. (laughs) (laughs) The 
setting. So let's talk about the general setting of this movie. Yeah, okay. They have no idea how big cats are. (laughs) At one point, a cat took up most of the front hood of a car, uh, can hold a loaf of bread and a can of food in their hands. I... Yeah, it makes no sense. And is as big as a tin garbage can. Like, think like an Oscar the Grouch garbage can. (laughs) He took up the whole thing. They they have no idea what size a cat is. No, there really wasn't any rhyme or reason to the setting. No mathematics were put into this. (laughs) And anytime that, like, there's a set that, like, looks like it's supposed to be a different size than what it is. I do always find that really impressive. Um, Like, do you remember the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yes! I remember years ago, my family and I were at some theme park. I want to say it was Canada's Wonderland in Toronto. Yeah. We went there a lot, so that kind of makes sense. And there was this playground that was meant to be, like, the backyard of that movie. And so everything was, like, giant. Like, there was, like, blades of grass that were, like, as tall as, like, a light pole. Oh, cool. And there was, um, like, a soda can that was, like, you know, you could walk through and all this. And But when I tell you I was freaked out about it, <laughs> I, like, ruined the day for the family because they all wanted to go through it. And I refused because it freaked me out so much. Um, so, yeah, we'll say... Uh, Things being different sizes has always intrigued me. <laughs> um, but clearly, with the setting, they did that thing that so many movies do nowadays where small parts of it are real sets, but then they enhance the background with CGI. And that just always bums me out because it's like, sometimes it looks very beautiful, but if you pay close attention, you can just really tell. It's got like an uncanny valley kind of aspect to it and like not even to say that it's a shortcut because it still takes animators a long time to create this like it's not the same as um it's it's not a shortcut at any means it yeah i i guess they just have to decide there must be cost differences or like time requirements like but it's still like a big effort so i don't want to say it's lazy because it's certainly not but it still takes a tremendous amount of work but i just really do prefer practical effects and like real sets rather than the cgi sets another thing i noticed in the background of the movie was all of the billboards were like cat related there was a uh the meow club uh there was like a milk bar yes like just everything in the background was like it was made for a cat but they were large real buildings they weren't like for the people for the people but we didn't see any is this just like a small part of london where like only cat people live (laughs) it's just like a cat paradise (laughs) it's all make-believe there were also like a ton of uh super on the nose cat puns sort of right off the bat so speaking of cgi it sort of segues into our next category fashion since their bodies were CGI. Yeah. Like most of their fur was created by CGI, which is just such a weird choice. 
I just found the design of the cats awful, horrible, terrible, disgusting, <laughs> too form-fitting. All the cats were far too leggy. Yeah. There was no explanation as to why some of the cats were clothed and others were naked. Their ears were way too small. Their weird, like, skinny necks and, like, bald human heads were just so gross. And the human hands and human feet. Yeah. They're so gross. Yeah, the hands were the most Ugh. offensive part Yeah, of, a, of the whole movie. And, like, their human noses and mouths. They really just kept the entire face and just put on ears. Like, they made no attempt to make the eyes or the nose or the mouth look anything like a cat. So I need to ask this. I need to know who sat in on these design sessions. I want to know their names. I just want to talk. I'm not going <laughs> to hurt them. I just want to talk. I just want you to explain why. Maybe they sent in the rough draft to the animators. Maybe they chose the wrong file. <laughs> Maybe they did that thing where you go like, blah, 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 document draft. Blah, 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 <laughs> document draft final. And then you have, like, document, draft, final, real final. This is actually the final one. <laughs> and they just sent that into the animators. Maybe they were working in, like, multiple layers. And all the cute noses and extra fluff were accidentally, <laughs> like, on hide or, like, invisible. And they, or, like, they forgot to select that layer. This is giving them a lot of credit because this had to go through, I imagine... The approval process here was quite heavy. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Someone dropped the ball. Yeah, Taylor's people saw it and they approved it. Yeah. Bottom yeah. line. Yeah. Music, though, is mm. something that is, like, at least redeeming. Definitely. Redeeming is kind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we have the music of composer Andrew Lloyd Webber. And he's great. He's given us such masterpieces as Jesus Christ Superstar, which slight sidebar about this is me and just the girls from my family went to see our like local production. And we went pretty early in the season, probably in the first week. And the orchestra was really loud. Like they hadn't quite figured out the right decibel to be at. Yeah. And we had a lot of trouble hearing the actual word and it's a rock opera. So there's pretty much no speaking. All of the exposition is done through the songs, kind of like Hamilton, but me and my siblings grew up pretty Catholic. So we knew exactly what was happening. So <laughs> thank you, mom. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. You say that because the same show I went to with my mom that summer and it was just her and I and this was like the first time I fully understood like the story of Jesus <laughs> and Mary Magdalene <laughs> like my mom was sitting there explaining to me like all along like this is Mary Magdalene and blah blah That's blah Punch's pilot <laughs> yeah and I, I just they finally found a medium in which you were able to receive the information yeah that's what the bible needs yeah it needs little, to be a stage production a little bit of rock and roll with a lot of uh a lot of sequins and a lot of 
cross-dressing. <laughs> we we clearly had a very different experience. Right. At Jesus Christ Superstar. Going back to Andrew Lloyd Webber, he has done music for Evita. He did the song Don't Cry For Me Argentina, which uh-huh. you may be familiar with. It's a beautiful song. Um, he also did uh, some music for a Wizard of Oz production on the West End in London. Okay. And he did some of the music for the School of Rock Broadway play, which oh. actually like got really good reviews. It's supposed to be very good. And The Feather in His Cap. He did the music for Phantom of the Opera. Oh. He did that like big deal. really spooky organ song. Andrew Lloyd Webber, he's yeah. sitting on a pile of cash, ain't oh, he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He uh, can choose his projects wisely, and yet... Well, that's not fair. He chose Cats, like, 40 years ago. True, true. Yeah. yeah. I want to say it hap- It really got big in the 90s, it, but it might have been, like, the 80s when it first started. Yeah, I don't I know. don't think it's older than that, but... Sorry, right. I've done enough research simply to understand <laughs> yeah. the plot. We won't be digging any deeper, but if you, uh, uh, our listeners, would like to hit us with some of the facts, let us know. <laughs> so with the music, I mean, great material to go off of. And they got some very talented people to sing these songs. Yeah, like, they did. Memory was amazing. Yeah, Jennifer um, Hudson. Mm. The main cat was really good, too. Like, she was, a, she had a great voice, and she was... So I think she's like a classical ballet dancer or stage that performer. That checks out because she was very she was very theatrical. Yeah. Um. So it's not their fault that none of this made sense at all. Yeah. I wonder how they like got all the celebs they did. Like, uh, I mean, James they, Corden, Rebel Taylor. I feel like they were just like, they yeah, thought, we'll do it. They probably thought it was going to be it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Do you think like... One day into production, they were like, oh, oh dear. I made a huge mistake. <laughs> I also, yeah. I found out by reading the credits that the lyrics are based off of poems, like you said earlier. Oh, yeah. So this explains a lot, too, of why the music is so wild. Music's wild. The words are made up. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like just a bunch of syllables that... All, all the character names are just a bunch of syllables that they just threw together. Jenny Any Dot. Yeah. yeah. Buster for Jones. <laughs> Old Deuteronomy. Yes. You know them all so well. <laughs> it's very, like, off-brand for me, but here I am. Yeah. <laughs> it would be, like, the worst movie ever made Maria is the most into. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of all of these crazy characters. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the characters and the actors. Yeah. Every cat had their own thing. They did. They were all pigeonholed. Huh? Another animal <laughs> pun here. Um, a lot of them were like, so-and-so, the blank cat. Like, there was, like, the railway cat. So if he just, like, decided he didn't want to live on the railway anymore, what does he do? Yeah. Does he have to, like, go through a whole uh, personality change? Does he have to He go has to get a new life. A new life. Oh, Aww. we are connecting the dots. Yeah. Yeah. They all just like really did have one thing. Though. Yeah. Like James Corden was the bougie cat. The bougie Taylor cat. Swift was the vampy cat. Yeah. And yeah. There were a lot of gets in this movie. Like talk about all star studded mm-hmm. cast mm-hmm. said like, I don't know. 
how they got, they must have all thought that this was going to be really good. They must have. They must have thought that this was going to be like, what are some like really big, oh, this came out in 2019, which would be the same year. I honestly could see if it was just like a nerdy passion project for like James Corden, Taylor Swift, like. But for all of like Jason Derulo. Ian McKellen. I don't know who that is. Oh. He's Gandalf the Grey. Okay, you know my track record with fantasy and action films. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that you hate Lord of the Rings. Yeah. (laughs) Again, it bombed me out that Ian McKellen was in this because (laughs) when I heard him speak, I was like, Gandalf, no. (laughs) So I like Taylor Swift was my one and only connection to this movie in terms of wanting to watch it. Yeah. Because she, I just um she's i'm I'm a i'm a swifty yeah but when i went to imdb i'm like looking for taylor swift and i'm looking at the top build cast okay she's not top build fine she has a small part but then i scroll and scroll and scroll and like cannot find her on the website and finally i find her way down like at the bottom hidden away and it gets me thinking, like, this girl clearly paid IMDb to scrub her name yeah. from the film. I've read a few articles about a lot of these big names distancing themselves from this project after, like, yeah. really soon after it came out. Like, as soon as people started watching it, it it just got bad review after bad review. And it became <laughs> such a joke. Yeah. That a lot of people, like, they didn't tweet about it. They didn't talk about it if they went on talk shows. Like, they just... Forget it ever just happened. covered their face and turned away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretended it didn't happen. I did was... I did find the Rotten Tomatoes had her... Had Taylor Swift listed as, like, the, one of the number two positions under the cast list. So... Oh, Lord. Clearly, they weren't taking Taylor's money. No. No. If I could try to wrap up all of my string of conscious trying to think about this movie a lot to formulate an opinion on it <laughs> in order to review it, to do a final review, I I feel sad because statistically speaking, there are people that watched this movie and then died. <laughs> there are people that went to go see this in theaters and then maybe the next day they got hit by a bus or they were murdered or <laughs> other ways they of death. passed away from natural <laughs> causes. And then this was the last movie they saw. And that makes you sad? That makes me sad. So tonight when I go to sleep, I urge you all to do the same. Say a prayer for their jellical souls. <laughs> Oh, what can I say about this? What? What? Tell me all your feelings. I, I disliked it so much. I was offended by it. I was confused. <laughs> I was offended as to why I was confused. I oh, confused I, as to why you were offended. It was like confused as to why I was. Offended. <laughs> it was like an out of body experience at points. Um. Because before the idea of having this podcast, 
I kind of vowed that I was never going to watch it. <laughs> so, but, full disclosure, this was my my pitch, my it, idea. It honestly, we would have had to get around to it eventually because this is one of like the worst films. Like, it's <laughs> people just hated it, and just it was, it's so easy to make fun of too, though. So, <sighs> I give this movie. I don't believe in giving zeros. I don't think I'll ever give anything a zero, but so I'm going to give this one jellicle out of 10. <laughs> and I can use jellicle because they've already determined that it's a noun. So <laughs> I, it's one jellicle. One jellicle. One jellicle out of 10. Well, I'm going to give it five out of 10. And it really only rates high because I thought the cast was dope. I mean, uh, I will literally watch anything Taylor Swift makes or breathes on. So <laughs> they had me at T-Swift. At but Idris Alba is, I mean, a total smoke show. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson's voice is mm-hmm. so amazing. And... I know you thought differently, but James Gordon and Rebel Wilson were freaking hilarious. Like, one too many fat jokes, maybe, but they made me smile. So, that's it. I would I would say, though, all in all, watch the movie. But if you do so, please watch it at, like, one and a half or two times the regular Absolutely. speed. Absolutely. Speed that shit up. You yep. don't need to sit here for two hours watching this business. Certainly not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I am going to leave you all, Jellicle friends, I'm going to leave you with a plea. To the people of London, please keep your cats indoors. <laughs> if you let them out, they will join a cat cult. They will sing a song about their only personality trait. They may or may not get chosen to be sacrificed and released into the sky. Please, spay and neuter your pets. (laughs) Or just don't get a cat. Don't get a cat. Get a dog. They're so much better. And hey, if you're out there on Instagram, hop on over to at unsolicited flick pics podcast and give us a like and a follow. Give us some love. We will see you next week. We promise you that next week, next week's movie will be much better. It's uphill from here, baby. It's all uphill from here. Later, lovers. Bye, Jellicle friends. (laughs)